Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. You would think we talk enough sports that, like, when we're not on air, we would talk about something else. We're talking about Mm-mm. Jay and I talking about basketball. Mm-mm. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, guys, the blockbuster happened. It happened before the trade deadline. James Harden for Ben Simmons. Really, James Harden and Paul Millsap to the Sixers for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, an unprotected 2022 first-rounder and a protected 2027 first-rounder to the Nets. So when did that happen? (laughs) Right before the deadline yesterday. Can I just tell you how appreciative I am as a fan of hoops, that now in the Eastern Conference, we have a full-blown rivalry. Mm. We have teams that don't like each other. Mm. If it's from KD last night skipping over James Harden so he can be the last pick in the All-Star Reserves, if it's Ben Simmons and the way he felt he was treated by Joel Embiid, if it's Daryl Morey and Sean Marks and how they negotiated and got this deal done down by the stretch, I feel like when we watch these two teams play, it will be more of a version of the 90s version of basketball in the Eastern Conference. Minus the physicality. yeah, right. it yeah. Might, You might see physicality. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that'd be but that's what I love to About see. Time. It's finally in that place now. We finally have a good rivalry in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, Key, that was uh, – I mean, you know, look – if you look at the odds, the Sixers went from 12, 12 to 1 to 7 to 1 to win the NBA title. And to me, the real difference is the Nets 4 to 1 the whole time. They're still 4 to 1. So they're still the favorites. But the Nets, once they put the big three together, most talented team maybe ever. Like it was insane, right? But if the dudes ain't playing, if James Harden flat out essentially refuses to play and Kyrie is there for half the games, you need more. And they got it. And meantime, the Sixers actually have a championship window now, right? Key, I mean, like, I, I look at the Sixers, I think they could potentially win a championship like this. Yeah, I mean, James Harden certainly brings something to the table, no question about it, and you got Joe M B doing what he does. But when you look at it, what is that window? Is that window two years, three years? Uh, when When is it? Because Brooklyn's not going to go away. I mean, I understand that. They lost some firepower on the offensive end with James Harden, but then they added firepower with Seth Curry. I mean, so even being even being having struggles shooting from the arc, and that's something that he does not do, you still have two prolific scores in Kyrie and KD. So from a defensive standpoint, you got a guy who can play defense. You got a guy who can do everything except shoot the ball from the perimeter. And then you can't just assume – that Miami's going to go away, Milwaukee's going to go away, uh, the teams out west, that, that the, the Phoenix Suns or the, the Golden State Warriors are going to decide to go away. So when you just automatically think that there's a window there for Philly, sometimes you say, be careful what you wish for. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, they traded, what was it? It was Levert and Jared Allen and some first-rounders, right, to yep. get Harden. And so, like, if you just skip the Harden part, they trade Karis Levert and, and Jared Allen and some first-rounders and get back some first-rounders and Ben Simmons and Seth Curry. Pretty good. And now Karis Levert is on the, the, the third-ranked team in the Eastern Conference in the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, all this stuff is just disorienting. Here are my thoughts about last night. Number one, I think Daryl Morey and the Philadelphia 76ers got fleeced. 
We talked about this yesterday. How much would Daryl Morey be willing to give up for James Harden? He gave up two first-round picks. Andre Drummond, who's been averaging nine rebounds in 18 minutes. Seth Curry, who's a career 44% three-point shooter. And Ben Simmons. I think that he's expanded the window for the Brooklyn Nets. Because the one thing people are worried about with Brooklyn is, how long can James Harden go? Right? Like, hamstring injuries. You got Katie, those kind of issues. Now I think they've gotten a lot better. Now I look at Philadelphia. James Harden, you got what you wanted. You wanted to get out of Houston, you forced your way out. We, we didn't get a chance to see the best three that could ever be. Never happened. You forced your way out of Brooklyn. Now you got Joel Embiid. You got Daryl Morey. You better go win a damn championship this year or next. Yeah, you're right. No, you better go win enormous, a championship this year or there's next. There's enormous pressure, enormous pressure on James Harden. There's no doubt about it. Daryl Morey did hang on to Thibel and Maxi and got James Harden. So there's going to be some pain. You know, it's not going to – you ain't getting James Harden for nothing. All right, it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Here is Kevin Durant on the NBA All-Star Selection Show on TNT. I'm excited for our team. Looking forward to finishing the season out um, with these new groups and these new players. And, you know, it's uh, playoffs right around the corner, so we got to fast track into, you know, getting, getting used to each other. But I'm, I'm excited. You know, I think everybody got what they wanted. I feel like we got versatile players, so we'll have to figure it out and, and figure out what works for us. But I'm just happy that we got guys that want to be a part of this. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. So here's how I think expectations are for the Brooklyn Nets. Obviously, they're the best odds, according to Vegas, to win it. I don't know if I see them winning it this year. Ben Simmons to get acclimated. What is going to happen with Kyrie? I don't know. If Kyrie's allowed to come back and play you know, all the games due to the vaccine mandate being retracted in New York City. If that happens, then I will have to reassess. But right now, with Kyrie only playing half the games, I don't know if I see it happening this year. But next year and the year after, they will be the favorite to win the whole thing. Key, I could see. Yeah, you know, you know, you know Jay, you say, right, you don't know how they can get acclimated with one another in such a short period of time. It's the same way I think about it, too. But could it be such that you take the second half, because I don't even know when Ben Simmons is supposed to take the floor. But Oh, he's already going on a, their first road trip right now. He's meeting but, them on their first road trip. But is he going to take the floor, though? Yeah. Is he going to actually play, or is he going to hang out? So let's assume that he starts to play. And let's assume that he starts to play after the All-Star break. Now you get him into the fold of things. Now in that first-round playoff, game that, that serious you kind of get him in the fold he starts to understand them a little bit then you start to increase his role things start to happen and before you know it they sitting around in the eastern conference final there's, um i don't think it's impossible at all there's a lot i mean listen from brooklyn point of view Kyrie finally has a chance to play with an uber talented player that he can mentor he's always supposedly younger little brother right and he and that's not his personality so now maybe he actually, like, you know, sometimes you mentor a, someone and it actually makes you better. That could also happen, too, with Kyrie and Ben Simmons. I wouldn't rule that out. But from the Philly side, which Harden are the Sixers getting? Because, look, it's pretty obvious in Houston he's like, I'm just not going to play anymore. He did it again with Brooklyn. But let's not forget, Jay, <laughs> he rolled out of bed, showed up in Brooklyn, 30-point triple-double and wins, right? Which Harden are the Sixers getting? Oh, I thought last get, year he was as good as he's ever been. Oh, they they about to get 
They about to get the Harden from two and a half, three years ago. They about to get a rejuvenated Harden. Like, don't get this twisted at all. Charles Barkley said it last night, and the the reaction was incredible to watch. But it was so true, and everybody who knows this situation knows exactly what damn time it is, man. James Harden did not want to be there. I'm trying to tell y'all. I stayed up late, Key, to watch the game versus Sacramento. My man had four points in 37 minutes. It was embarrassing because he just looked like he didn't care. He didn't want to be on the court. And then he had a hand strain, not a hamstring. A hand – Key, I ain't never heard of a basketball player having a hand strain. He didn't want to be there. So, my man is going to be prolific. The question is, you got two combustible personalities now. That's going to be interesting to see how that plays out Harden between and Embiid, Joel Embiid and Embiid. Mm-hmm. And James likes to dance with the ball a lot. Joel Embiid don't really like that. So, we'll see how those two mesh quickly as well. Yeah, when you, when you talk about his ability to play and if he is motivated to play – of course he's motivated mm-hmm. to play, and he's going to do those things. When players are in bad situations, and not necessarily bad, but don't feel good about the situation they're in, they just float along. I mean, this is it goes for Ben Simmons as well. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, what are you going to get him? Ben Simmons is out of Philly now. So all of the, the stress that was related to the fallout with the Sixers, the fan base, Joel Embiid, all that's over with now. Now you with a team that's going to wrap their arms around you, from both sides. Harden's with a team that's going to wrap their arms around him because he's new. Ben Simmons, same thing. Come on over here, little buddy. We're going to take care of you. (laughs) Now you like, okay, yeah, they rock with me. They mess with me. The same thing James Harden did when he left Houston to go to Brooklyn. Everything was roses until it wasn't anymore and it started to fall apart. And he was like, man, Kyrie, I I don't want to be around this. This dude won't get vaccinated. KD stay hurt. I, I just can't. I don't want to be here no more. I hate Brooklyn. It's too much noise. And, that, and, and I'm out. We've seen and that's two where you're players at. traded for each other who both forced their way out by basically saying, I just refuse to play. Simmons literally wouldn't get on the court. And Harden was like, uh, you ain't going to get James Harden. And eventually it worked. Once again, in the NBA, players have a lot of power. It's Keyshawn. so funny. You, you so funny. You said that my my uh, agent said that it was an NBA agent. He said, "Man, that's why the NFL is so stupid." The NBA, a player say, "I don't want to play." They like, "Okay, cool. You can go somewhere else." NFL, they gonna hold on to you, try to hold on to you as long as possible. Not in the NBA. They don't want they don't want the players calling the shots in the NFL. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. From one MVP on the move to another, that's next. Mm. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. 
But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Awards night headlined by Aaron Rodgers claiming his fourth MVP. I'd like to thank Matt LaFleur and his perfectly groomed eyebrows. You're a huge part of this. I love you. I appreciate you. Thanks for trusting me and making things easy for me. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. See Evan, our producer, I told you Rodgers was going to win the MVP. No doubt about it. Glad he built some trust with Matt LaFleur this year. You just didn't think he should. That, well, you know, no, I, Tom that's Brady. right. I'm yeah. going to get into that. Yeah. Um, after accepting his fourth career MVP on Thursday at the NFL Honors in Los Angeles, Aaron Rodgers said he would decide what he wants to do in 2022, <clears throat> in, quote, in the near future. And I'm not going to keep a lot of people waiting. In the rest of his post-awards conference, he news conference, he simply laid out the cases for just about every possible scenario, although he appeared to downplay the idea of playing for another team when he corrected himself after first mentioning what the best place would be for him. And here's a quote. I think you've got to take some of the emotion out of it and then kind of lean into understanding what it takes to revamp and feel uh, like what's the best and I and feel I like uh, sorry, feel like what's the best place. Um, the best decision for me moving forward, not really place more just what does it feel like to commit to a season if that's what I want to do. The good thing is I still feel like my body is in a good place. So what does that say about Aaron Rodgers' future? Well, we'll tell you in an hour, but I'll tell you what, guys. This is my issue with the NFL MVP for now, okay? And just hear me out. There are now seven teams from each conference that make the playoffs, right? In the NBA, it's even more egregious. It's over 50% of the teams from each conference make the playoffs. But my point is this. If we acknowledge that an MVP never comes from a non-playoff team, right? If it's never going to come from a non-playoff team, then why are we not even looking at the highest leverage games? You know, like to me, an MVP should get to the truth of the matter. Who's really the most valuable? And if I watch the whole season, and Tom Brady didn't go to the Super Bowl, not going to, you know, I have to say Tom Brady, who never missed a game, Rodgers really wasn't prepared for week one, actually missed a game with COVID after being misleading about his vaccination status, but whatever, he just actually missed a game. He, and then Rodgers didn't perform in that playoff game. Brady not only won a game in the playoffs, but very nearly brought his, back, his team back to win another. So to me, he, when I look at the entirety of it, I'm like, nah, Brady was MVP. Of what? Of the NFL this year. You know, I mean, like, you can make a case for Brady to be the MVP, but it was Aaron Rodgers. That's why he got his second straight. You you can't be prisoner of the moment because Aaron Rodgers had a bad playoff game. You, you're talking about the first game of the year against the New Orleans Saints. I can go and I can pick quarters and games and minutes in, in, uh, in Brady's season and say, well, you know, Brady threw those two interceptions. Or Brady, you know, you could do that. But over the course of the season, Aaron Rodgers was as consistent as anybody in the history of the NFL at that position, throwing the football, completing passes, scoring touchdowns, not turning the football over, and leading his team to a first-round bye in the National Football League. 
so it's hard to argue against yeah, I can't. him being I, voted as the MVP for the second straight season, Jay. Yeah, I'm with you, Key. I, I think this boils down to a, another point that Max has, though, that which is applicable to pretty much all sports, basketball and football, is that you feel that the MVP should be given once you see the complete body of work, which should include the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I'm saying, right? look, Instead there's of a finals- just it being a regular season Award. There's a finals MVP, and I get the, 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 the fear of that would be like, oh, whoever wins the Super Bowl or the NBA champion, the, the, the MVP will go to that, the best player on that team. I get that concern. But there's a, there's a finals MVP, there's a Super Bowl MVP, but there's no overall playoff MVP. And I think the playoff season itself in both sports, especially basketball, but also football, is long enough. Yeah. And those games are significant enough. And more, most importantly, well, the yeah. reason I don't think it should just be just a regular season award is because, again, the MVP never comes from a non-playoff team. But I could make the argument against you, Max, is that don't we want to find ways to incentivize and reward the regular season? Think, yeah. Don't we hear all the time, and I know it's not applicable as in football because the amount of games that you play is dramatically less than the NBA – but like that's what we oh nobody really cares about the regular season. Like but we do, because we want to find some ways to make teams compete at an ultimate high level. The the yeah. issue with giving it out after the season is that people are after the postseason, Evan, or the after regular the season. Postseason is that people are inherently biased towards what just happened. Yes. People have recency yeah. bias. Yes. We've talked about it. People live in the moment. And you can't take away what Aaron Rodgers did over the course of 18 weeks, over the course of Cannot. 17 games, because you're so fixated that Joe Burrow just went on a Super Bowl well, run. But Evan, and that would it, happen. That would happen. People aren't smart enough, Max. People can't get past what they just saw. That's why we're having this conversation, because you just saw Aaron Rodgers poop Lose. the bed in the yeah. playoffs. So you're yeah. biased towards what you but just saw. But this is what saw. I would say. This is what I would say. I'm not suggesting Joe Burrow should win the MVP, okay? What I am suggesting is I think Rodgers was MVP of the regular season by and a hair. By, but what I'm saying is it's by a hair over Tom Brady, okay? And then since I have additional information, since, they, of course, it never comes from a non-playoff team, I just watched what happened after that. That hair is not enough to stand up to the fact that Rodgers didn't show up in the highest leverage moments, and Brady did. So, so to me, it's like, okay, I've seen enough. I think Brady's MVP. How did Brady show up and he's at home with Aaron Rodgers? Because, Key, you can play well and still lose, or you can play poorly down the stretch that's and fair. still lose. Yeah, and and Brady at least won a playoff game. You, Aaron Rodgers you, you, didn't win it by a hair. Hang on. Aaron Rodgers didn't win it by a hair. He received 39 of 50 votes. Aaron Rodgers got 39. Lance Tom Brady line. got 10. But no, but Cooper that's, Cup got but, one. That's not a hair. But what I'm saying is in the actual vote, it may not be a hair because enough people agree. But if you talk to each person and ask them, was this a landslide in your opinion? Like, they, I'm sure they would tell you, no, it was close. Rodgers a little over Brady. A little well, over number, Brady. But the numbers don't – the numbers doesn't support that, though, Max. Look. But what numbers, if, okay? If you if – Brady led the, the league the, in everything. Because Brady led the, the league individuals, in passing I'm yards about, and TDs. I'm talking about the voting numbers. Yeah. And okay. I understand the statistical numbers mm-hmm. leading the league. Circumstances allow you to lead the league in things. Yeah. Okay? If you play – 20 years and I only played 10, your numbers are going to be more than mine. Doesn't mean you're a better player. It just may, means that you played longer. But, That's but all key, it is. Okay, numbers but, is, is you can play with numbers a million different I ways, had Jay. Mis, I had misgivings I about saying I thought Rodgers should be NFL MVP because I think it was close enough with Brady on a per-game basis that one guy played a whole extra game in Brady. And, in fact, Rodgers almost missed two games the way he played week one. Like, that, he, that was not Rodgers, right? So I'm thinking if it's close and Brady showed up every week, 
but I still gave it to Rodgers because I just thought he was a little bit better, better, right? But now, in addition to that, I have more info. Like, why are we – I understand it's right. It's it's to incentivize regular season importance. Mm Mm-hmm. I get it, but I guess if you have a league with a lot of playoff teams, you have to choose one or the other, and you are you are emphasizing the playoffs but over see, the regular I, I, season. But see, well, I look playoff. at the playoffs as a completely different season. Absolutely, it's its own season. It's Absolutely. like when the regular season is done, like that's finished. Like everybody's yeah. zero and zero. We're all going into this tournament together. So I, that's a complete different body of work, in my opinion. I, I look at instead of and, looking and, at and, it all and, as one. And, and because of that, Jay, if 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 there was a MVP for the playoffs, it would be Matthew Stafford right now. There you go. But it's not. And he's got to win it in the Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I look I hear at, what you're saying. No, I look at the NBA, too. I just think of at the end of the season, there were so many years where the MVP was given to one person or another. But clearly, by the time you had all the information, the MVP was LeBron James. He was more valuable than anyone in the league. But, it, but the record doesn't show that. Because because of the you know regular season award where half the teams go to the playoffs anyway, Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Whatever Rogers just won his fourth <laughs> MVP. He had another fantastic another season, L. and now we'll find out you know where he's going to play next year. How an NBA team traded a future Hall of Famer and still remained the favorite to win it all. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Breaking news, a blockbuster trade. Guard James Harden gets what he wants, a trade to the 76ers. Point guard Ben Simmons gets what he wants as well, a one-way ticket out of Philadelphia. The Brooklyn Nets revolve around Kevin Durant. If he didn't want this move to happen, it wouldn't happen. This could potentially, not definitively, but this could potentially go down as the worst day in the career of Daryl Morgan. The worst day. There's a lot of buzz that Nets have won this trade and this and that. It's a cool lineup, but like one guy can't play home games yet. One guy hasn't played in how many months? Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. So... I'm in my bag today, Key. It's Friday. About to come yeah. out to that 80-degree weather for the weekend. Woo! It's, not, it's not that cold on the East Coast right now. No, it's, I, nice. it's like 53 today. I saw you sweating on the set last yesterday. What are you talking about? It's so hot out there. No, 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 no. I oh. said in I said the East Coast. Oh, the East Coast. Yeah. Key, can yeah, you let no. the man enjoy it? Every day he's out here rubbing in our faces about <laughs> the weather. You finally get to go out there. And he's like, no, it's not so bad on the East Coast yeah. now. No, Max Kellerman. It was scorching hot. Mr. Kellerman in uh, Disneyland, as you can tell, I'm already dark, and so I've gotten even darker. I saw you sweating because in so I many was sitting in the, the sun. Set. Yeah, it was it. 
Well, I'm <laughs> yeah. already pasty, and I've got even pastier. Pastier is, I think, the. Uh, but I got. Way but the, the thing is, before we move on, I got a different type of darkness. Though it's it's like a rich, smooth, mm. creamy. It's called you African know? royalty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it glows, baby. Okay, mm-hmm. so speaking of glowing, no, not really. LeBron James and KD were on the NBA All-Star Selection Show on TNT just hours after James Harden was traded, right? That's how it works nowadays. The two guys pick, choose up teams. I like that. Good. Good for them. Uh, two players were left, Rudy Gobert and James Harden. And listen to what happened next. With the, with the sixth pick uh, in the second round, per request, of the Chuckster, I'm going with Fred Van Fleet. I'm going to need some size for yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm going to need some size and um, <laughs> you know, some defense in the interior. Yeah. yeah. Especially with Giannis and LeBron James Without playing question. such great basketball this year. I need somebody to offset that, so I'm going to go with uh, Rudy Gobert. I agree. I agree. That, that, worked, out, that worked out nicely. Size. That worked out nicely. I mean, you can't let people Good run job, through the lane baby. and dump on the time. Ask somebody to defend He hasn't played. Is he healthy? Who's that? James, he hasn't played. Uh, dude, he's he's like, missed. What happens if he doesn't? Oh, he got traded. He's healthy now. He's missed the last three with a with a handy. <laughs> <laughs> See, and now we know why LeBron carries hey, a clipboard hey, with him to the uh, to the. Hey, hey LeBron, oh my God, trust me right man. now. He's rubbing some ice hot on that thing. He's playing the next game. <laughs> no questions. So for I can't. I can't with y'all. So for anyone who is a little confused, that there were you know LeBron chose Van Vleek, so there'd be a choice for Kevin Durant to make. Does he take James Harden or not? There are only two guys left. And Harden says, no, I'll go with size, takes Gobert, meaning Harden's the last dude left, and he goes to LeBron. Well, this is the genius of LeBron, in my opinion, right? Because John, LeBron loves playing. They call him, you know, La GM, right? Um, putting KD in that situation, Knowing that he was going into that draft of the All-Star Reserve saying, I ain't choosing James Harden. I'm going to let it come down to the stretch, and I want to see when there are two guys left who KD decides to take. And, and that itself makes everything about Brooklyn. That itself makes everything about James Harden. You didn't hear anybody talk about Russell Westbrook or the Lakers yesterday, did you? Monica McNutt joins us now. Monica, look at how, look at how LeBron did his dude. Look at what he did to KD <laughs> last night. Put him out there for the world to see, Monica. Mm, Jay, I thought you were going to say King Petty and not mm. La GM <laughs> because that seems a little bit more fitting. Uh, that's hilarious. And I was glad to see KD smile toward the end because at first I was like, oh, he don't think this is funny. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, Monica, what do you make of the trade yesterday, just in general? Like, get, tell me your winners and losers between the 76ers and the Nets. Oh, dang, Jay, I really wanted to go, like, bigger picture. All right, those two, I think the Nets want it. Uh, I am maybe a bit altruistic, maybe naive, in thinking that Ben Simmons will be ready to rock and roll. I think the Nets got better on both sides of the ball, where, to me, the Sixers just upped the ante offensively. Not that that's a bad thing, but if I had to parse hairs between the two deals, that's where I'm at. Monica, how does James Harden look in all of this? This is the second time in a year or so that he's forced his way out of an organization. Key, I think he looks like a new age athlete. Like, I just, I think he looks like a ring chaser. And it's funny, because yesterday I actually tweeted once Woj came down with the reports that internally he was concerned about the perception. 
dude, we're gonna talk about it regardless. So if that's what you wanna do, say it. Uh, and I guess he said it physically as opposed to verbally. Um, I am not a teammate of his, but I, in a way, respect it because it's no cut cards. Like, it's clear what you are trying to accomplish. Um, I just think that's where we are in today's game. And to be fair, KD went to Golden State to get it done. Kyrie won it out of Cleveland. And so as much as this big three was supposed to be a unit, both of those guys have gone where they wanted to go. And I often wondered through this, if the trade didn't go down, what does the Brooklyn Nets locker room look like potentially on the other side of this? I, I so, think that – go ahead, Keith. No, I was going to say, to follow up with that, though, what if it does not work in Philadelphia? What, you going to do your jump to another spot? Key, here's the thing. As long as the league allows him to, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, do, I think – and you know what, Key, that's a real question because as terrific as Joel Embiid has been this year, him on the floor this much is almost an outlier for him. Mm -hmm. And so if you had to think of things that could happen reasonably in the immediate future of this 76ers roster as constructed, you wonder how long Joel Embiid can maintain this level of productivity and be attractive to a guy like James Harden. Monica, can you talk to me a little bit? Take me into the weeds. How do they fit well together on the floor? Because I said this before, I think they have a chance to maybe be the best pick and roll combination the game of basketball offensively has ever seen, and that's John Stockton alone. I mean, the pick and roll is crazy, right, Jay? But as soon as it goes down, I immediately think of the spacing that is created. And not that, you know, Seth Curry is having a terrific year, statistically better three-point shooter than his brother, but I think the way you have to play James, both in the pick and roll and in general in terms of his ability to create far away from the basket but also get to the paint, like, there's no room really to successfully double-team either one of them. Like, that's my immediate mathematical thing. And I think the thing with Joel is he gets to the free throw line. And so not only is he scoring, but he's putting pressure on defenses. Literally, can you keep your guys on the floor trying to trying to guard me? And so the spacing is the thing that stood out to me immediately. But then the second part of that for me, Jay, is we're talking about James Harden, the offensive juggernaut, but he's also a guy that I think currently is sitting second, a second in the league in assists per game. And so I'm talking Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, Danny Green, the rest of those guys as well. The ball is just going to have new life in terms of his basketball IQ and his court vision, and as demonstrated, his willingness to give up the rock. Monica, I think that's a great point you made earlier about, like, first of all, it's transparent what you're doing. Who cares if you're ring shit? Like, you know, like, just why care about the perception that, mm -hmm. you know, because that, but I, I want to get back to your point about how the Nets won the trade. I think that's the prevailing sentiment. But the way – this is what I want to know from you. It seems to me the Sixers didn't really have a championship window, not in fact with Simmons and Embiid. We just all hoped it would be early on. And then it's – now I think they do. So, mm -hmm. from, so, like, they've actually opened a window to a championship. Would you agree with that assessment? Are the Sixers now a legit championship contender? 100%. But I'll be honest, and I'm the minority in this opinion, but I'm going to go ahead and say it with my chest anyway. I felt like even as constructed – with the uncertainty in the East in terms of the Nets injuries, excuse me, the Bucks had been up and down. They've obviously steadied the ship as of late. Uh, Miami had some injuries. They're starting to get healthy. I was willing to entertain the idea that Philly could make something special happen as constructed, just because of the way that Joel Embiid is, is playing. Was that going to be a tall task? Yes, but I wasn't willing necessarily to, ru to rule it out. Now, oh yeah. That, like, and to Key's point, 
it has, it almost has to work for James Harden. Like, I mean, it doesn't in like the grand scheme of things, like his checks will still clear, but at the same time, <laughs> it's like, come on now. Like, you talk about a window, this window to me is, is tighter than what the Brooklyn Nets have, essentially. You, you start talking about money clearing, you must have been talking to Max recently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Monica, let's move. Right. Let's don't bother me none. <laughs> yeah, Monica, let's move, let's move from the east to the west, and you know where I'm going. There's only one team out west that I even really want to discuss right now. It's the disgusting Los Angeles Lakers, so Ooh. to speak. Mm, mm, mm. What's the story with Westbrook? What are we going to do there? Are we going to bring him off the bench? Or are we going to just – because obviously we can't trade him now. Um, or what are we going to do? Okay, you remember that time I came and hung out with you yes, and Alan Yes, Han, I remember. And we yes, had our yes. super viral uh, funeral service for playoff <laughs> teams. yes. I think it's time, Key, that uh -oh. you might need to be Deacon Key for the Russell Westbrook that we once knew as an all-star and as a um, top-tier contributor on this particular roster. Now, I will also say that I think some of the heat that Russ is catching now has become trendy. I think he has to become an empowered garbage guy. Like, he's going to have to defend rebound, share the basketball, deflect the basketball, and use his energy to help the Lakers find more energy. Because I think at points this year, for as talented as they are, I have questioned the effort. Um, and so, yeah, Russ has never been able to shoot the basketball from three at a prolific clip. I'm not sure why all this heat about the turnovers. He's almost averaged four turnovers, four-ish, four and a half, his almost, almost his entire career. So what are we doing? He is who he is, but I think we talk about ring chasing. He understands how difficult it is to win. He's going to have to own a new role. And I think that means he probably has to come off the bench and can't play alongside LeBron as much because Russ is best when the ball is in his hands. Why is that so difficult, though? I keep hearing everybody, and you and Jake can speak to it for me in terms of basketball, because if you're in football and you move from the second receiver to the third receiver, you kind of understand what that is. Why is it so difficult in basketball to go from – the starting five to basically the second five and have your own unit for 25, 30 minutes. You know, Key, that's, that's sort of complicated. I think it is, actually it's not complicated in this case. I think Russ has just never been asked to do that. And, and I think for him, the other night he talks about bench, not needing to hit any benchmarks and feeling like he's earned the right to be on the floor in the fourth quarter. And up until this point in his career, he's absolutely right. And so I think it is a tall task to ask a guy who has always been the guy not to be the guy, right? Especially assuming, because you think about the other free agency options, well, not free agency, the other options that the Lakers had to add this summer, there's a reason in our mind that they went with Russ as opposed to guys that are clearly known as more of role players. Even if they're in the top category of role players, you talk about a guy like Buddy Heald, right? In his mind, there's a reason that you went with me versus healed or whoever right and so he brings all of who he has been for a decade plus in this league and it's not working um i just think that it's a tough pill to swallow and more than anything in russ's last two games you know he knocks down three field goals and takes better than 10 shots in both of those games and more than anything his confidence has to be restored in that all right you might not be taking threes but when you get inside 10 feet where you are efficient come on what's up you can't be spinning around in the paint passing the basketball. And so I just think this is a very, very tough pill for Russ to swallow. 
But I, again, and I, I don't know if this is rightly or wrongly, I mean it as a compliment. In terms of LeBron James's ability to be a leader on this squad, that's a conversation that I need LeBron, the leader, and the Hall of Famer, and the guy that shattered all these records, to be having with Russ in order to get whatever version of Russ is going to be most productive in terms of the Lakers' ultimate goals. Yep, they got no choice now. Got to do it mm -hmm. now. The great Monica McNutt, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Monica. Appreciate it. Thanks, George guys. Towns finest. All right, sister. The Lakers are hoping to get Russell Westbrook back into the zone tomorrow night against the Warriors, 8.30 p.m. Eastern on ABC and ESPN Radio. Get in the Zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the Zone, AutoZone. Let's get back to the Super Bowl and play Take the Field. Everyone is hype on that guy. Beats the buzzer with a three. Is it a touchdown? Yes! Well hit towards the corner. God! Are you or are you with the field? Evan, let's do it. Yeah, let's go. All right, Stafford is the favorite to win MVP. So, Matthew Stafford or the field to win MVP, Key? I'm taking Matthew Stafford. I think he's the quarterback of the winning team, and you know the NFL. They want to give it to the quarterback always. I'll go with Matthew Stafford. I just really question that O-line for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think they'll get through to a guy like Joe Burrow. I think Matthew Stafford's going to take the top off and have a big game. I'll take the field uh, for mm. sure in this one. There's a lot of different candidates that could win it. All right, Jay, you mentioned the O-line. So, Joe Burrow or the field, Jay, for the most passing yards? I'll go – you know what? I'll, I'll probably take Joe Burrow because I, I think that since he's going to get down early and I think they're going to have to throw the ball and start slinging it a ton. I'm going to take the field. I think defensively the front line gets at him. They don't nearly get the yardage that you think they're going to get because the quick game will be uh, exactly what Cincinnati needs to try to win the game. I mean, the field is Matthew Stafford, so yeah, I know. Right? So, <laughs> so I'll, I'll take, I was I'll, like, yeah. yeah, I'll take Burrow. I'll take Burrow on this one. I think it's a good Shaft question, but I'll take Burrow. Don't sleep on OBJ. Uh oh, <laughs> that's right. Jay that's right. <laughs> that, by the way, it could happen. <laughs> yeah, if, o, if OBJ has more passing yards than Burrow, then we're in trouble. Mm. Mm. Jalen Ramsey or the field to have the first interception, Key? Ooh. I would say Jalen Ramsey. And the reason I say Jalen Ramsey is because the one thing that Joe Burrow's not going to do is shy away from trying to throw at him with his top target uh, in Jamar Chase, assuming that Jalen Ramsey has that assignment the majority of the game. I think the odds heavily favor the field for the first INT, so I'll just take the probable bet on this one. Yeah, I love Key's logic here, but I'm going to take the field just because there are yeah. so many different ways for that exactly. to happen. Aaron Donald or the field to have the first sack of the game. Key? Aaron Donald or the field? I'm taking the field on this one. Uh, I think Aaron Donald in the fourth quarter, motor gets it gets going. Early in the games, they're going to double team. They're going to chip him. They're going to chip him with backs, chip him with tight ends. They're going to try everything to stay away from him. Therefore, Von Miller and Floyd will free up to go get him. I echo the same sentiment. I go with the field. Yeah, the field. I like Va I, For some reason, the number four pops into my head. I feel like Von Miller could wind up with four sacks in this <laughs> Out game. Out of all the numbers, just number yeah, four. Yeah, I, I just feel like Von Miller is going to is gonna eat this game. I, I, he could but win a second four? MVP. But why four? Cam because and I were Donald just takes these double teams, man. And, and he beats them, too. And Von Miller is real good still it's against the quarterback. such an arbitrary number. Cam why and I four? just said in the studio, it feels like Von Miller could have four sacks in this game. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Because Jay keeps saying why. It's just the number four pops in my head. All right, Cooper Cup or the field for most receptions, Jay? I, I, I'll take Cooper Cup. I think he's one of the most consistent receivers in the history of the game. And I think... What we talked about yesterday, even if they give him different coverage, he is so damn smart, he will find a way to get open. I'm going to take Cooper Cup. 
It's they they're gonna throw him the ball. It's you know, and it, it, they're gonna throw him the ball. Basically, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's the bottom line. He's gonna have the opportunities. Key sometimes the breakdowns is just that yeah. simple, you know. But both of you, both of you, right? They're gonna throw him the ball, and he has an ability to get open even when they pay attention to him. Cooper Cup. All right. Cam Akers will have, or the field will have the first fumble. Akers had a lot of fumbling issues here in the playoffs already. Cam Akers or the fields for the first fumble key. Man, I'm not doing that. I'm taking the field. I'm not going to do Cam Akers <laughs> like that. I'm taking the field. I don't want to see the guy fumble the football, although he do put it on the turf a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll take the field. I actually think a quarterback will be the first to fumble the ball considering that O-line issue for Cincy. I'll take Joe Burrow, so that means the field. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, Jay, but I would take the field anyway. One dude against the field, exactly. give me the field for fumbling yeah. a ball. Yeah. All right, we know Sean McVay loves to challenge, so Sean McVay or the field for the first challenge, Jay. <laughs> or Zach Taylor. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go Zach Taylor just because I think the Bengals will be in a lot more of a precarious situation with the pressure they'll be facing from that D-line, so I'll go with the field. I'll go with the field because Sean McVay, this, this, this game is, is so tight that it's, it's stressful for him. He don't want to make any mistakes. And so I'm going to go with the field because I don't think Sean McVay is going to pull the flag first. Mm. I just, uh, this is clearly a 50-50 proposition. I'll say McVay. I'll say McVay will, will, will pull it before Zach Taylor. Remember, he didn't have any timeouts last game. Yeah, that's yeah, no. That's I, true. I, I that's could true. go either yeah. of them. Yeah. Here's the definition point, of 50-50. Yeah. A couple fun ones to uh... – to finish this out, Baker Mayfield oh, or the cold. field to appear in the most commercials. <laughs> that's cold. The field is the I field the just field. football players, Evan. Anyone? <laughs> oh, I, I, I might go Baker on this one. No, Keith. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to field because I'm gonna I'm assume Peyton Manning and Eli Manning mm. will have the most commercials at in the Super Bowl. I'm with Key. I might go Baker on this one. I just. Baker's nah, everywhere. Not coming off this year. Yeah. Mm-mm. But uh, it's baked into his contracts. I mean, he has two, three year nah. contracts. All right. All right last They're not one. getting ready to do that. Last one orange or the field for the Gatorade color dumped on the coach after the game. Key. Orange. Yeah. I'm going with the orange. I'll go orange. I'll go with orange. I think the Bengals are going to win, too. So I'm going, I'm going orange. Uh, all right. That was take the field. Blockbuster trade in the NBA. What a block! You know how often does that happen? The trade deadline comes and goes. It's just not going to happen. Jay was saying yesterday, a lot of details to work out. It happened. James Harden for Ben Simmons and a whole bunch of stuff. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from six to ten Eastern on ESPN Radio. 